Hello, everybody. Welcome to the roadside edition of Cantina MX Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jaime Landeros, episode 312. Tonight, we're going to be going over the semifinal results for Liga Mekis and then talk about the game tomorrow between Chile and Mexico here in Austin. I'm currently on the road, so I apologize in advance for the sound quality going off of my MacBook. But before I go any further, let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how are we doing? Doing good, Jaime. Doing good. A bit excited to see what this kid Flores does. And uh, a lot of youth, Cervedo and some of these other upstarts getting their chance. And a good way to close the year for uh, selection. I'm just going to ignore this new badge. I'm going to pretend it doesn't exist. Been an eyesore, but ah, what are you going to do? We definitely got a new badge. We talked about it last episode. It's polarizing as most rebranding is. And I'm not going to lie. We have a Partido Molero tomorrow here in Austin. I just got in. I already had my first case of the meat sweats. It's a it's a real thing out here. Texas barbecue is, is something else. But unlike other Partidos Moleros, this one actually looks kind of promising because it's nothing but a bunch of youngins, including the Canadian Marcelo Flores, who will be making his debut. And I think we just got our... Our third co-anchor today, Cheekies, is that you? Hey, man. He's, he's back. He's back, guys. We had a Twitter spaces last week, and we had people come in, and, and they were asking you by name, and, and here you are, man. Welcome back. Yeah, good to be back, man. What's been, what's been going on? I haven't... Your I don't internet know. hasn't been working? Has your internet been down for the last week? <laughs> my, my, my cable my cable my cable went out your cable went out oh man we got league mx action the semi-finals we had a feline versus feline um leon and tigres but then we also had pumas and atlas on the other end and uh cheekies well, what happened there buddy oh really yeah. From what I'm from what I'm seeing, it looked like uh there's some controversy. The nano got busted up. I'll, I'll say like I haven't I had I didn't even I'll admit like I'll admit I haven't even I didn't even watch the game. But from what I've seen from Dineno's Twitter, from referees, it sounds like there was some controversy. But I'll give it to Atlas that they uh that they did. They did what they had to do. And I put out a tweet because, like, they tied, right? And it was going by uh, – they tied the, the two games, and it was going by ranked – the ranked team. So, of course, Pumas, you know, you need to do what you got to do in the general – in the in the league, throughout the league. You got to get your win. Yeah, we're talking about – we're talking about the Puma. El Puma. The Chilena hit the dude in the face. In the face. See, Chilenas can be Chilenas can be okay if you're not like crowd in crowded in with people. 
But if you're around people, yeah, it can be a little like the Raul Jimenez Chilena. There's a guy, but he had his back to him. He was he didn't get real close. So it was okay. Some Chilenas can be okay if you're crowded in. Then it then it can be an issue. Chilenas are equal. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me let me tell you this. I I didn't even see it. See it. <laughs> I didn't even see the game. I saw Dineno's response, I saw Dineno's wife's response, and then I saw like a picture of it. And I can pretty much like, without even seeing something, I'm pretty much okay with Pumas losing and that being a non-call. Because when you're going up for a header, you're not looking at the other player to like elbow him. You're just putting your arms up and you're trying to like deflect the ball, defend the ball or do whatever. So I don't think that guy even saw Dineno and didn't do it intentionally. So if it wasn't intentional, and I don't think it's a penalty. Yeah, there wasn't malice on the attempt, but at the end of the day, uh, there was some physical action there. And mm-hmm. and in the end, a lot of people, of, of course, this always happens post-match, but uh, Joel, uh, I think you mentioned that Ramos Rizzo even said that that should have been called a penalty. Yeah, he okay. was saying that. So you can say malice. So it's like that's why you don't red card or you don't yellow card the player, but you still call a falta. Mm. So I mean, the contacto did exist because broken up, his busted up nose is proof of that. So I mean, yeah, if, if that contacto and and it was that should have been called in my opinion because that you know that's. That's just what the rule is. When you falta in the box, it's penalty. Doesn't matter if the ball is the ball could be on the other side of the field. And you punch somebody in the nads in the penalty box, it ain't gonna be no penalty. You'll, you'll he get said the nads. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think that's so funny. <laughs> or if it's in so if it's in play, right? If it's in yeah, play, the ball's gotta be. It doesn't have to be near you because they could do a. You know, they could cross the ball into the box. And the ball could be like 50 feet in the air. If it's like Guardado cross, it would be like 100 feet in the air. Um, and then you get all the falta, then they would, it would be called. Well, but tell me this. Like when Raul Jimenez got his head cracked, did the other guy get a red card? He didn't even get a foul or anything. That was a straight up, like, they called, they ruled it an accident. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I think this is. It's just you're you're both going up to compete for a ball, yeah. and you accidentally, like if you're bringing your arms up to like protect it, that might that's a different thing. Like your elbows up, but if you're just going up just for just to get the ball, just for a play, and you inadvertently like knocks knocked it down the upside the nose, then I don't, I don't see an issue. Yeah, but was it Jimenez? And now we're going off. <laughs> but was it in the box when he got the falta? Yes. It was? No it was penalty, nada? It was a corner kick. Yeah, no. Dang. Yes, it's accidental, like inadvertent. Unintentional, accidental. We need to bring the, the experts on this because I'm not. My thing is, uh, parandula chisme, chisme de lavadoras. So we need, we need someone more with the knowledge on, on the FIFA. And the FIFA rules, because 
a lot of times open to interpretation into with the ref, you know. Yeah, but here's another some thing. Some ref will be more strict, and some refs will be they kind of will let it turn into a WWE match. <laughs> here's another thing to confuse things. Like, say you're running into the, you're both running for a ball in the box, and you're like looking up in the air. And you accidentally, as the defender, you accidentally stick your feet in between the legs of the other dude and trip him up in the box. Like accidentally, inadvertently, that could be called a penalty because you're obstruct. And like, say he would have got the ball and scored maybe. So you're obstructing the player. Even if it's accidentally, that would be a penalty. Like yeah. At the end of the day, oh. Atlas, the combination of PKs and non-PKs, and then the fact that the away goal rule was eliminated, they've sort of found their way into the a final, maybe as like a fake or just like, I don't know, it's just a crazy string of luck. We're looking at Cruz Azul who finally broke their curse after so long. Do you think that this is, do you think this is going to happen with Atlas? Cruz Azul was like 18 years. Yes. But, but Atlas is like what seventy? <laughs> Actually, it was um, nineteen ninety seven. Nineteen ninety seven was when Cruz Azul became no, champion. So it was fourteen no. twenty. Huh? Wait. Who? Okay. Twenty 90, years. Uh, twenty four. If I'm yeah, twenty four years. Twenty four. Yep. Damn. But still, Atlas, man. Seventy. That's. <laughs> You can't, we we can't use so long next to Atlas because they're just, you know, they're just at another level. And we say, uh, waited so long. <laughs> they're like, Atlas is like the viejita from Titanic. And they bring her there. They bring her on board. They're looking for the heart of the sea or whatever. Remember the necklace? You guys never seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Titanic at the end, she's so old. <laughs> There's like a meme on that, like it's a Homer Simpson when he's young, and then a Homer Simpson when he's old. This is dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they, it was like 1951, was... going for the segunda, and then now going for the segunda. You know. Yeah, it shows him getting ready, and he says going for the segunda, and it's young Homer, you know, full head of hair, and then the current one, and it's. He's so old. He's grandpa Simpson now. They did have some grandpa dude right there. I don't know if you guys saw the match. There, I, I wouldn't ask him. Hey, why are they bugging this guy? Just let him have his moment. You know, he was old, man. He was. And you, you, you've seen this in England. You've seen this with Leicester City. You know, becoming champions like against all odds. Uh, you see this in football all the time, and I think. You know, with Atlas, they've been waiting a long time. I mean, it's been 20, uh, over 20 years since they even made a final. Uh, and they lost in 1999 against Toluca. So for them to just be here in the final, like, they're going to celebrate regardless. They might even celebrate a, you know, uh, a runner-up trophy. <laughs> the second one. Um, dang, Yeah. Yeah, it's a long, mighty long time. And fun fact, last time they reached the final, I mean that they won against Leon. Oh, are you kidding me? There's a newspaper um, 
me to post it up. I think I shared it on the group, but yeah, they have an old newspaper clip, but let's, uh, let's verify with Twitter. We don't want to be giving fake information there. I'm pretty sure it was Leon. That's incredible. With Leon. And Leon back then, so Leon was like the first campeonissimo. They won like three or four uh, championships in a row. And so they were one of the big teams. This was like in the 50s. Oh, whole different league, a bunch of teams that don't exist no more. Uh, but they were one of the first big, big teams to go on the winning streak. And then I think if Atlas beat them, you know, that was huge. I um, think I think back in 1951, it was just a long format. And it says that Atlas played 22 games and they got 30 points. To, to beat them, I mean, like, they could have not beat them in a head-to-head. Oh, but, but to like, clinch? Yeah, clinch. They like they was like oh, it was. Oh, that makes sense. Sort of like the Barça, Barça, Real Madrid. Oh, like wow. It, it, yeah, I think that's who they. they, they uh, hold on. That could have been true because um, Atlas had thirty points. Second place was Atlante with twenty nine. Necaxa had twenty eight, and then León had twenty six. Oh. I think then they beat them in the last match day. Oh, to get the most points. So it was yeah. a general table. Yeah, it was 12 teams. That's what I was saying, man. Like, So Pumas lost because Pumas didn't advance because they were the lower-ranked team. Mm-hmm. So that's where like the general table actually make actually matters. So getting, way, getting rid of the way goal and not doing penalties actually goes back to like your long season, your – your, your regular season performance, which is legit because that's how you are as a team throughout the long the long term, and that's what's measured to be to be like a champion. So they, I think, deservedly passed Pumas, and um, and like say in the World Cup, if you went by rank and you did no penalties, instead of just being like a single tournament, a single game where you know anything could happen. You need to take into consideration your whole like World Cup cycle like the or your whole regular Yeah, your whole ranking needs to matter a little bit more. I know we just want to see Liga or we just want to see like a single head-to-head match, match up between two teams and say, okay, whoever wins, and not and you know just forget about the regular season. Why even play the regular season? Um, so I think that's legit, and I hope Atlas. I, just my prediction or my hopes are for Atlas to win, partly because Leon. Like anytime Leon and Santos win something, win a t- title, I'm like, okay, these these little uh, scrubs are gonna try to claim to, they're gonna try to enter the big four, you know, the big uh, equipos grandes and stuff. <laughs> and Pumas, hey, people, like always, people you're, always dispute you're, Pumas. You sound worried. <laughs> you sound worried. No, let me. Let me <laughs> he does I'm, sound worried. <laughs> I, I found the newspaper. Let me. Oh, I need to rectify here. It's, it's, and I said it before, man, my mind likes to rewrite. Sometimes I it does its own fan fiction. Uh, here's the title, Atlas, Campeón de Liga. And uh, here's the here's what I misread. La victoria en el Clásico, de Chivas. Y la derrota de León, le dieron el título. And so, um, 
This must be a different table than the one you're looking at. Um, but it's crazy because at the bottom, like the second story, un error de Carvajal uh, perdió a León, and Carvajal was the, you know, la tota Carvajal and cinco copas. It was the beast goalkeeper back then. So uh, it's crazy news newspaper here. Really old, it looks all beat up. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, Pumas only have eight titles? Pumas? Chiquis doesn't even know, and he's a Pumas fan. That <laughs> sounds right. Okay, here's the here's the when they won, they won the 1950-1951 league title. Uh, Campeón de Liga. So here it is. Um, mm, yeah, it's crazy. I can't find it. Pumas have won seven Liga MX titles and one Copa MX. Oh. Yeah, yeah it was this one that from the newspaper I was telling you. Now I'm seeing a third newspaper from Esto, which at one point was like one of the biggest. So, in the says, Coronel Atlas El León se hundió en Veracruz. And I wonder if um, Pirata Fuente is still. He was, no, he was like in the 30s or 40s. I don't know if Pirata. Pirata Fuente was the first coach Mexican player, or one of the first. If someone wondering why that stadium was named after him and he got to play in Argentina and Spain, uh, you don't hear much about that dude. I don't think he was around. Let me see if I could find the tabla. So, if I'm not mistaken, Leon already has more titles than Pumas. So, are they the bigger team? They were historically, no. historically, they were one of the. You know, one of the older teams, because Pumas came, Pumas didn't come into like the 60s, you know, they, they didn't really, they came through the university, they, they kind of worked their way up, but they weren't from the start, you know, they, they came in right, right when football was becoming popular in Mexico, going into the 70s. Uh, you know, the Mexico host the first World Cup, and then in '86 Mexico hosted again. Uh, and then, but Puma's claim to fame was the whole working with youth. And I think '70, I believe, I'm not sure if '70 and '86 they they had uh, a lot of players that had came through their academy. Yeah. Also, it's the Mexico. It's a Mexico City club, and uh, what is the university? The, the biggest university in Mexico, you know, the most known, yeah. and so and a big following, a big following, and in Mexico, not a not a pueblito club, you know, <laughs> not, not a Santos, not a provincia, like uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so they had the, and they had a good, they have like the good fan base and stuff. So it's several factors. Making Pumas the great. 
Is it oh, so? Cool. I, I, at this point, it's a combination of location, history, and then just the amount of fans you guys have. Because if we're going off of silverware, America's number one, Chivas is number two, Toluca's number three, and uh, Cruz Azul is number four. Yeah, that's that's got to get a, a quite a good legit like all like the big four teams there. Toluca mixes in there just because you know they had some good runs, but they're sort of out there. And although they have, I mean, they have they've had some good, they they had some impressive, like that that uh the fans at the end goal. Um, I don't know what that what that Badra is called, but that's that's pretty impressive um, fan base that they have a little bit. As far as popularity go, I think we can all agree that Toluca is not like a. They don't have a really large fan base. Yeah. I would say Atlas probably have a larger fan base. Oh, they do. Yeah, Atlas huge, huge following. But but Atlas in in Mexico, you know, outside of Mex, they haven't been, or even not outside not so much outside of like Jalisco. Yeah, Jalisco. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, looking into the final, this is very exciting for the city of Guadalajara. They're going to be closing at home. So it's a really big deal. You know, I think I can't remember the last time Leseo Jalisco hosted a final. I have to go back to like, man, when was the last time? Like 98 when Chivas lost in Necaxa? Could be, yeah. That's crazy. But on the other side of things, we had Leon and Tigres. And Leon actually kind of got the rug pulled under them on that first leg. They were winning thanks to Jamenesis. And then at the very last minute, Florin Tauvin, the World Cup winner, ended up drawing the game with a crazy, crazy scissor kick. And then Cocoliso ended up scoring the game-winning goal in that first leg. So Tigres just pulled a complete 180 on Leon, who looked like they were going to walk away with the victory. However, in Leon Guanajuato, uh, Leon took advantage of the home field, scored very early in the match, and ended up winning the game 2-1. Just a draw in the global. Correct. It was a draw in El Global, and uh, they get through because they ended in third position versus Tigres' fourth position. Yeah, a lot of draw. Yeah, if you look at both finalists, actually, they got through on draws. In fact, Atlas... <laughs> Have drawn their way to a final. <laughs> One other, they they make their way in empates, man. I think you know. I think Chivas did that. I was about to other. say Chivas did that when they won their last title because they beat. Well, they didn't technically. <laughs> they beat. <laughs> they got through against Atlas and then against Toluca and then they beat Tigres fair and square. But they did kind of benefit from the league table standings. 
Yeah, never mind that because that's the, like the reward for ending, you know, for having a good season. What I'm trying to figure out is what happened to the Pumas that beat America 3-1? Like, what, what what happened to that team? Why did they get into this game against Atlas and just disappear? I don't, I don't, it was like two completely different teams. I don't understand what happened there. Okay, you know, that's a lot of times. Figure it out. Figure out how you can, uh, you know, como separa el equipo and whatnot. Who's being your motor? How to put a stop on that dude? Which is what the criticism has been on on Solari saying he doesn't know how to play Liguilla. Back to back elimination quarterfinal for America. What are we saying, Chiquis? Oh, yeah. Well, like, there's two reasons, and, and, I and I again I didn't I'm just like speculating and just talking just talking smack out of nowhere so I can be shut down whenever but um I didn't see the Atlas game matchup I saw some of the America Pumas but it's there's there's two reasons one you play up to your competition and especially America there's that rivalry is heated the Pumas isn't going to like sit around so they put everything into beating America and they did so Mainly Alan Mosso. I think that dude was like the the locomotive behind that win. And he probably didn't, you know, just didn't show up or they shut him down. They concentrated on him in the uh in the uh Atlas game and the opportunities weren't there, so also like when I was watching the uh America game versus Pumas, the announcer, and I don't, I haven't, I don't have like the, cho- like Joel has the trophies watch. I don't have the Alan Mosso watch, but the, uh, <laughs> the announcer was saying that Alan Mosso, you know, he could be like the, the greatest star player for Pumas and for even like the national team. If he would just like ease up on the partying and the nightlife. <laughs> so I guess he's got a reputation also. Wait, who has a reputation? Um, Alan Mosso. Oh, wow. And that was news to me, so I gotta I gotta look into that. Maybe he was like a little junior trophies over here. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, these guys just they like that, you know. The, the mentality. Young kid with a lot of good talent. Part of it. Cause like you you like you know we've heard of like that argument of like it shouldn't matter if you party and I agree but I but I also I also have to say not everyone has like the the mentality to 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 do that and then come back and you know to to be able to separate both and then when not let it affect uh when you're at the club if you guys have seen the the Maradona documentary that came out, or was it last year or was it two years ago? Um, but man, he would work his ass out, so he would party on the after the game, and then the next day he would just be like, 
he will go ham on the training. I thought he partied until like Wednesday, and then and then after that, <laughs> and then yeah. after that, be like full blast at training. Yeah, see, but and that's something that we saw was lacking with trophies. <laughs> he would show up overweight, so he's uh, he was still going ham on the <laughs> on the but on the beer. Yeah. So looking at this final, Leon versus Atlas. Atlas closing at home. Leon recently won a title under Nacho Ambriz. Now they have a different coach, but the team is more or less the same. Do do you guys see Leon winning this, or will the emotions and the energy and this crazy luck that Atlas have had, and maybe even some help with the referee? Do you see? Atlas finally winning a, a title after 70 years. I think Atlas can take it. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it could go either way. You know? As you said, Leon won not too long ago. They have a good coach. Proven to be a good coach. He had won in Argentina. You know? Came here already, won a league with League's Cup, I guess, a tournament. He's in the final, so Holland, uh, you know, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, I think it could go, could go either way. It's gonna be interesting to see it, man. And if you're an Atlas fan, how how heartbreaking, disappointing would it be if they lost? Yeah, I think this one, like, you got everything in your favor. You got the, you got the, the you got you're gonna be closing in at home. Yeah, well, the pressure is gonna be on them, certainly. No, it's gonna be. There's no. There's no. Um, this time, if it if it does go to a draw, there's overtime and then there's penalties. You know what? I got a feeling that it's gonna go down just like it did in '99. I think it's gonna go down to a PK shootout. All day. We'll see. We shall see. But. Uh. This is also something worth mentioning. This is Grupo Orlegi versus Grupo Pachuca. Both got and a lot just, of investment writing on this. Yeah, but it shows how well they managed to, like, you know, they kind of figured out how to game the system, if you will. They got an algorithm, they, and it's working. It's, yeah, because they don't spend a lot of money. The big spender is Monterrey. And they get it. Uh, but, like, when you look at Pachuca, even with Atlas, like, you didn't hear any big splash, big name signings. They sent over Furch, but Furch's been with Santos. Uh, Veracruz. Chosorlegi. Yeah, but he's he's a player that they've owned before, you know? Yeah. So I don't think it was difficult to get him. Really good player. I've always been surprised. I always thought he would be in a bigger team. His numbers are... Very good. Um, but you know they they've kind of figured out how to how to work this, and they don't you know they don't spend that much money. They do pretty good with bringing out some youth. Um, and like I said, I think I don't know so much for Pachuca, but I know Santos was every three four years they were playing a final, and uh, I do 
believe if Atlas wins or if they could transfer that success, I do feel that Atlas will become their their go-to team, you know? For the reasons we were talking about, Santos is just a small venue, uh, you know, it's limited growth. But Atlas has that more, you know, that Guadalajara, Jalisco, the, uh, you know, just bigger, comes from a big city and whatnot. No, I think this is... Uh... Oh that comet that shows up every 50 years. I think this is a one once in a lifetime opportunity for Atlas. I don't, you know, you I don't, don't know think if, Grupo Legui can do, I don't know if they can sustain this kind of success. Um, well, I mean, look, they already made a final. How long have you been fully in charge of the team? A year, two years. When, when and, did they take over? Actually, I have no idea. Yeah. It's like, like a year or two years ago. Um, oh, wow. Let me let me ask the internet. But this, I mean, that's, that's, that's really quick. What happened? Yeah, this is a, that's a pretty good point because it seems like this might be the trend of teams and their process, their strategic process to get titles. Like normally, you hear about the big teams like America buying players, buying the the big name players on paper. Wait, wait. they took over twenty nineteen. They took over May of 2019. Damn, that's a pretty good turnaround. And they're already in the final. That's pretty good, that's man. Okay. Right. Sorry. And so Continue. you have three teams. You have so you have three teams that are sort of in that same type of position. Although Pumas like sort of messed up things by getting rid of uh, of Coco Liso. They, yeah. They sold you got You got to sort of maintain like your your team. Uh, Leon still has Mena, Meneses. Who else do they? Uh, Chapo. So they sort of make, yeah. Uh, Chapo. They, they they maintain their guys, um, and you know makes maybe make small strategic changes. They don't go out and just say, oh look at this, you know big names, um, highlight player. Let's go get him like Tigres does or like America does or even like Chivas did whenever they spent all that money oh, on Rayados. on like Lido and Rayados. all that stuff. America has. Also. I sort of taken a back seat. Yeah, America's more like Chivas now. They're they're promoting from within. <laughs> no, come on, come on, like Chivas. I mean, if you they, think they're about more successful, you're insulting the the. the uh, I'm the just saying, like in the last decade, come on, come on, uh, in the last decade, America has exported more players to Europe than Chivas has. Yeah, no, but I'm saying they they switched up because at one point America was that team mm-hmm. that they would bring in. They will get like the, the new flavor of the month. Someone, no, if someone went to Europe and was coming back, oh. most likely to come, you know, like Hugo Sanchez comes back. And he played in America. You know, they will get, they will bring players that were seleccionados of other teams. You know, they would, they would just go to the big names. Uh, whoever was the big Mex player, they would get them. And, and then they sort of went crazy with the, the foreigners at one point were, I remember they had like 30 players on their pay- payroll. You know, they were all loaned out to different clubs in, in Mexico and South America. But it's like they were, they just kept buying players trying to see, you know, if they could find or just land an, an uh, yeah, and, and there's just complete fuckery there. But they sort of turned things around and they became more, you know, like, like with the spending, they they stopped just 
bringing in these these randos like they did with Fantique. I don't know if you guys remember Fantique. They paid about two million. And I think he was related to Romario, like he was like a, a fifth cousin or something. And so there was this talk about Fantique. And and supposedly they never even saw him play. They they got him because they sent him like a, a YouTube video or something of his best plays. And he only played like two games. I don't think he even played full games. Also, and, they uh, would they would like rot like I, I think it changed like you know how they would steal teams from like Nakaxa or Vera, like Veracruz. They really steal. Come on, come on, cheekies. Well, they're like the sisters. Not stealing, but like you remember Cuauhtémoc was in Veracruz with Clever uh, Boas? Yeah. And they were like dominating. All of a sudden, like the next season, they were with America. And that other dude, Piojo, whatever his name is. I don't think Clever like... Boas was sent. Did he start? Well, America would always try to go after the best players of the league. Um, yeah. Yeah, at one point they owned Necaxa and, and they owned Atlante. And then, I don't know Atlante, no. San Luis. People, people say that because it was in Azcárraga that owned Atlante. It was Burrillo Azcárraga owned Atlante, uh, who's like, he was a cousin of, of um, Emilio, I think it's Emilio Azcárraga. Um, yeah, you, you said it was San Luis, Necaxa, and America. And, um, yeah, and people used to criticize and say that they were cheating. Uh, but how's it different than Grupo Pachuca sending Cota to León, you know? Yeah. Or, or, or um, as I mentioned just earlier, Grupo Legi sending, sending, uh, sending Purch to Atlas. It's, it's no different, man. People, it was just... The media, the Mex media, was just vilifying Atlas. I mean, Atlas America, and mainly because of Televisa. You know, it's always been because they've had the control of of the selection. They had the control of most teams, so that was always been, you know, especially Jose Fernandez. That was even Falto saying when he started. That was their their mo. You know, attack Televisa. So that meant attack America. You don't see people not criticizing these teams. It's no different than what America had done years ago. Um, but I, I think they became a bit smarter, America, with with their spending. Also, we got to realize Televisa now is no longer as strong as they used to be. Uh, Televisa's, you know, conglomerate of, of multimedia conglomerate. And so, I mean, they owned like radio newspapers, magazines, of course, television. And a lot of that stuff is now digital. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't, you don't see TV now. You don't buy newspapers. Uh, you don't even have to listen to the radio. So they've lost a lot of, like, power in that sense. And there's other options now, especially because, you know, because of the Internet. Streaming, so, yeah. Yeah, Televisa, I mean, they're still strong in many ways, like politically and whatnot, but... They're not the giant that they were, they once were, but but you know, Tigres and and um, Monterrey are not as the club as who funds them, which uh, FEMSA, second largest bottling distributor in the world, not just Mexico but the world, and same Cemex. with Cemex, 
in the world, not just Mexico, in the world. I mean, they, they wanted to, they could, they could build a sick-ass team. <laughs> it would just be those two teams. If they, if they were, if they went on like some rivalry spending spree, that dude, forget it. It would be a two-team league and it would be just them. Because they would just bring in the, like, you know, just really top players. Uh, fortunately, they're, they're being kind and they're giving us a chance. Who knows happened? if they would mesh? Who knows if they would mesh though? Like that's what I'm sort of seeing the trend. Like the point, the point of all this discussion was that uh, Leon is in the final, Atlas is in the final, Pumas did a good job, and uh, Chivas and America were sort of left behind, and even Monterrey and Tigres, who were supposed to be like the big money, the big money players, you get all the you know the big players. But now you got to be more strategic in your signings. You got to hold on to your players a little longer so that they can be a cohesive team. They can mesh, and then you can get results later on. You yeah. can't just. Be I mean, it's, the, it's the lineage, because that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. There's no. That's rules. why. There's that's no why rules the to this, man. It's a, it's just. It's hard. Well, yeah, they they bank on that. They bank on that. If it went to long season, then what Grupo Orlegi and Grupo Pachuca is doing wouldn't work. Yeah, it wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not saying they will suck, but they will have to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. But they're they're banking on the Holy Nia thing where it's like you basically need one really good game, right? It's two games. You have a really good game and then you could control the second one or, or you know, park the bus and, you know, like like we saw Atlas scrape by all the way with a bunch of ties. Uh, I'm not talking mm-hmm. shit, but that's, you know, they figured out, okay, how, what do we got to do? What gets the best results and, and whatnot? Um, and that's what it is. But if it went to full season, then we would see, I would say, America, Cruz Azul, Tigres, and Monterrey being the more. Well, we did see Leon, though. So they're, they're... But I, I think, I, I, I think in part because um, there is Liguilla. So I don't think a lot of those teams, you know, would favor. Making much of a priority sometimes. No, still, like if you have like if you have huge if you have the big names on your team, yeah, you would you would surely dominate like a, a long season. But still, even in a yeah, you should ha- you should have the advantage. You should have the upper hand against these teams. I think of Chivas like when Chivas got like all those signings. Uh, that one of them didn't fall through. Was it Victor Guzman? Didn't like mm-hmm. fell through. Yeah, Butcher Guzman. They had like all those things, and everyone was like drooling, dude. Like Chivas is getting all these players and stuff. Chivas, and then yeah, was... But that was that was that was smoke and mirrors from the media. Cause come on, think about it. A lot of these dudes weren't. But it was, you know, you know it, it, it was the first time in a long time that Chivas had actually yeah. made, made an effort to sign some players. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was those players weren't. They were the Mexican. Calling them, mm-hmm. yeah, but you, they weren't like to the point of calling them like Chivalacticos, Chiv and all this stupid stuff. They weren't. They weren't at that level. Uh, they didn't compare to like when they had gotten like Gallito, Gulit, and all those other guys, Pizarro. I mean, that was the stronger Gullido. team. Yeah. yeah, that was the stronger team that they got. This team. They had Antuna, Young. The most thing is how much they spent. But that's just the price because it was like, the you know. Tax. The, 
Yeah, and also inflation. Uh, there's there's not that many Mexican players now, so you know this guy costs more money. We got a supply chain problem with Mexican players. Mm, yeah, it's a big why. problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, they're um, they're like what was going on in Long Beach, and they're getting backed up with all the with the boats with with the uh, with the, the docks. They had all the because don't. They need to get more of the guys. They need to get more of the guys on the boats from South America. (laughs) (laughs) I do think that might happen, Chiquis. I do think if the league stays kind of how they are, that they would get at least nacionalizado. Like Funes Mori. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Hey, well, technically they're Mexican. Unless they... uh, There you go. Unless ownership changes. I think, well, I mean, you can't go that long without not playing finale. You know, you can't, you can't sustain that team going 10 years with one campeonato and playing three, four seasons of not even being in the Liguilla. That's just, it. you know, it's not sustainable. Pretty soon it's going to, you know, the, the Chivas well is going to dry up, you know. We're... They still, I mean, look, they're still living off Campionissimo era. Just mentioned Leon, they were Campionissimo, and they ended up, now they're, like, owned by Grupo Pachuca, you know? They're, like, mm-hmm. they're not even their own team. That's, like, Barcelona being owned by Getafe or something. Espanol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it sounds like you guys are kind of on the fence of who's going to win this final. Um... No, because Liguilla... Because Liguilla, you know, yeah. they both got, they both got their their merits. Uh, Atlas did finish had really good season. Leon's been there already. You know, if those players still have the fire, you know, have that spark. Um, both very good coaches. So, I mean, it's pretty, pretty quite even. Do we know how they did in their head to head? I can check for you. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is that so far my predictions haven't gone that well. I thought it was going to be Tigres versus Atlas. And even before that, I had predicted America winning the whole thing. So I'm kind of done with making predictions. I, I will say, though, that what terrible coaching by Piojo, uh, losing his head, and even before that, taking out your star player, Zignac, like, what are you thinking? Like, when the game's on the line and you need a goal, why would you take out your captain? Or, not your captain, but, you know, your best player. And then, obviously, uh, Piojo losing his head and, you know, the fight. And uh, just very unprofessional from, from Piojo. He's always been known to have a short temper. Um, but would you consider this season for him uh, a failure? Or, or what do you guys think? I wouldn't. I think, I think uh, he's new to this team. It's it's not an easy team to manage. You know, a lot of big names, uh, very high expectations, and I think he did. You know, he would, and I think he did all right. I think he's it's gonna take him a while to to get them going, but he has them in the fight. You know, and some players are leaving, so 
he's going to be able to bring in the type of player he likes. Well, that's one of the and and the beliefs in his in his system too, because that's that's him going off of Menotti. I mean, these three keys for success is uh, having your system and having players that, that believe in your system. And uh, I forgot the third, like the dude from Dodgeball, the, the three Ds or the, the five. <laughs> duck, duck, dip, dive, dive, and dodge. <laughs> he, he repeats one of them. Yeah. Uh, but there, there was an article, it, it's a very while back, that Minotti was talking about, you know, the, the three fundamentals of. You know, doing good as a coach. And he was saying that, like, you know, you have your system, your way of playing, and that you have players that are going to, you know, believe in that and, and fight for it. Uh, so I think I think that what helps, you know, where ultimately he's going to start replacing some of those guys. Uh, let's see if they let him, though. Um, who knows? The way uh, theaters is managed a little bit different. I know they have like, you know, they, they kind of want to be like this international, this international type of team with Guignac and Talvin and who knows who they might want to bring just just to keep that going. And Piojo's always like some of these like scrap scrappy dudes from the league. So let's see, let's see, uh, let's see what happens there. I do think it was a failure. I mean, yeah, wanted, I think it's a failure for people. Failure, failure, as opposed to, like, what what would he had have to do so it wouldn't be a failure? Well, so my expectations for a Tigres with those star players with Piojo there um, would be to to get to like the final. Uh, to not rage out, to not have a fight, to not have all that scandalous stuff going on. But at least it shows, I mean, even though it's a failure, I don't say fire him. I say, you know, it's, it's just everything. If you lose, it's a failure. So there's a lot of failures that you're going to go through, but you're going to stick with Piojo. He still needs to be there. Like everything else you said is correct. He still needs to get some new players, have some more time with the team, get improve and get better. And, uh, and and at least it shows that he has passion. We all know he has passion, but he just has a hot head. He can't control himself, and uh, and that's just normal. But I don't. I don't. I think you know that's just a, a failure that happened, and he needs to improve and continue with the team and and see what what goes on in the in the next season. It's like you know every time the Yankees lose a game, you know it's considered a failure because the amount of payroll that they have. It's like, dude. You know, there's no excuse. You guys have the most expensive team in the league, and Dita's definitely have one of the most highest paid teams in the league. Um, I do think that yeah, you know, high expectations. The expectations are there with Tigres. I think they were, they had what it took to beat Leon, but again, the emotions got the best of them. They sort of gave up when they could have had plenty of time. I mean, they, there was a lot of stoppage time. They had time to maybe get a last-minute goal. Um, but then, you know, the emotions got the got the best out of the, the bench and, and the coach. So I think he should take full responsibility because, you know, the players will will respond the way you respond, you know. So if you're cool and if you're not, 
you know, playing by emotion, your players will will also be disciplined. But you know, Piojo got into it with one of the players, and then the bench just went off. So I think from that perspective, you know, he should. There's from his team or the other team. From his team, yeah, because the be- there was like one or two bench players that got red carded. You know, because I, I forgot the ball was on the sideline. It was going to be a throw in. And then, you know, I don't know if the player like intentionally hit Bioho or nudged him. But then, you know, he went off on him. And uh, that's all you got to do is that short fuse, you know, and the rest of the team will will have your back. But it just wasn't the time and place for that. There was still plenty of time left on the clock. But in the end, Atlas Leon, that's your final. Uh, let's talk about the reason I'm here in Austin. We have yes. Mexico versus Chile, and unlike the usual suspects that Tata uh, usually picks, we have a very, very young squad, including Carlos Acevedo, who is on his way to Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, he he has been picked up by the same team that believed in Guardado and in Chicharito. We'll see if he gets the start tomorrow. But they also have Malagón and Talavera as goalkeepers. Uh, defenders, they have Eric Aguirre, Araujo, Lara, Olivas, Reyes, Reyes again, Silva. Midfield, they have Álvarez from LA Galaxy, Uriel Antuna, Fernando Beltrán, Omar Campos, Alan Cervantes. And then for forwards, they have uh, Córdoba, Pocho González, Lainez, not not uh not Diego Linus, but his older brother, uh, Lira from Pumas. Bootleg Linus. <laughs> Bootleg Linus. Uh, Lalo Aguirre, Marcelo Flores, Santiago Jimenez, and a player from Chile. Well, he plays in Chile, uh, Galdames. So a lot of these players, you know, making their debut or really haven't had an opportunity. And and they will tomorrow against Chile. Um, Is this guy Gomez? Was he born in Chile? I don't think so. I don't know actually. What's, what's his full name? Um, I just have his initial B. Galdames Unión Española, Chile. That's all I need, man. <laughs> my pet computer. Benjamin, I think. Benjamin Galdames. His oh, he was born in Mexico City. His father is Chilean. Ah, there you go. I, I needed a, I needed that connection. You, you beat me to it, Jaime. <laughs> go off. Go off. Um, is there five G, man? I'm still on. I'm still on two G. Beat out the signal. No, because we talked about it, remember, on YouTube, and uh, they, they talked about youth going to Sudamerica, and we were talking about why it's very difficult for players to and teams, especially if they're still tied to another team in Mex. You know, it's it's like, we're not going to develop you if you're not going to, you know, the Mex team would basically have to pay it's just a bad overall system. I was wondering how this guy got over there. Figured one of his parents, so that's the that's the connection. He probably grew up over there. 
Um, it's like he has, he has that, you know, heavy accent. Impresionante. Um, but so this guy, I wouldn't be surprised if he grew up, he grew up in Chile. And find info. Yeah, there's really not much on him. He's spent his entire career at Unión Española over there in Chile. His dad was a former footballer. And uh, his father played for Cruz Azul. He played for Unión Española. He played for Veracruz, Racing, Quilmes. So, good to know. But yeah, there's really not much... Um, there is one thing, you know, for people getting their hopes up as far as, oh, look, you know, bunch of new faces, new blood. Uh, Tata Martino has already said that he's only looking to fill up maybe three or four spots for the World Cup roster, which is very disappointing to hear. Because from what that tells me, it, it does sound like he's going to go with old reliable and and. I think like the bulk of the of the team that has been playing the World Cup qualifiers. Yeah, we we are you saying we want uh, Guardado out? We want all the old old folks out? I don't want Chaka. I don't want. I mean, I'll be honest, man. Like even Hector Herrera isn't looking that that good. And uh, a lot of these players are just getting called up because of, of their name. But they're not in the best form. You know, Jonathan Dos Santos doesn't even have a team right now. So, you know, for me, I really hope that these players tomorrow just show that they're hungry and that they are going to do everything possible to get a, a ticket to the World Cup. You know, who oh, knows? Oh, is com- they compare him to Vidal. Interesting. Hmm. The father or the son? Yeah. Are you talking about kid, the youth. kid? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah they, they call him Vidal. Little Vidal. Uh, if he plays like that, it's a similar style to the, to the what is it, Arturo Vidal? Hopefully he doesn't pick up the same terrible choices in haircuts and tattoos. <laughs> And drive and drunk driving. Oh, and drunk driving. That's right. Also, the hype for uh, this dude Flores from Arsenal. Yes, sir. I'm seeing, uh, seeing a lot of videos, seeing a lot of hype on this dude. They're I'm really a lot of pushing this narrative, man. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of Pocho hype for these two LA Galaxy dudes, Alvarez. We've seen, but this other guy Araujo. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that was first call up, and. Uh, can you tell it? me about Lira from Pumas? No. Like, he's a... He's like, I don't even know who that is. Who? Who, okay, you, should know, you should know players from the fifth division. You know? <laughs> Pumas depends on those guys. You should already know who's in the under 12, you know? Pumitas. I know players from Tapateo. I only know all the all the cool, awesome uh, cat pictures that you send. That's the only thing I know about Pumas. <laughs> I do. I mean, I'm looking. Them up. I, I do agree, though. As far as Marcelo Flores, there's a lot of hype. 
and we'll see, you know, we'll see if he lives up. There's also concern that, you know, he still has the one-time switch to Canada. So, you know, we're trying to lock him in for Mexico as soon as possible. I would not be surprised to say he has a very good outing against Chile. Dare I say even score. I could see Mar uh, Tata Martino calling him up in January for the uh, World Cup qualifiers and just put a bow tie on this thing. I know I would. Also, you know what? also keep in mind, if he does decide to use the get-out-of-jail-free card and switch his national uh, – uh, switch his, his citizenship to Canada, he can no longer play for Mexico. So – I do think that there's there's a lot riding on this game tomorrow. Um, just to see if if we can. At least, even if he ends up not. Panning out or not living up to the hype, at least not, allowing him to. To go to the rival team, which is Canada. Hey, you know who uh, Eric Lira is? Who's that? This is an important detail. Remember uh, when Pumas won some game and they were all celebrating and hyped up and Lita was hyped? He was like pumping his fist and he sees like a uh, one of the secu one of the policemen like holding the flag or like directing traffic or something and he sort of like smacks him upside the head in celebration, you know, just like hyping everything up and, it, you know, sort of like a chest bump, but he smacks the policeman upside the hmm. upside the helmet. And everyone started raging, like, "How can he? How can he hit that guy?" And all this stuff. And I don't think everyone I started getting. You remember that? No. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's he yeah. was that dude, and then he apologized afterwards. But uh, I'll send you the video. Yeah, I mean, he's a legit dude. Another player, as far as trying to lock him in Cade Cowell uh, he's Mexican-American he plays for San Jose Earthquakes um, he he was called up for the US team for the Relevations Re Cup um, but he also was recently interviewed and said that he doesn't necessarily have his his decision yet he can he says he's he's willing to go to a Mexico camp if they invite him so that's another player that's kind of been 50-50. I don't know realistically his chances of, of playing for Mexico. I don't even think he speaks Spanish, but he is a beast. He's only like 18 years old, and he's he's definitely something that we don't have on the national team. Just as far as physicality, he kind of reminds me of, of Hulk. Mm. The player, the Brazilian? Yeah, just like yoked as fuck. Watch out. Uh, what was it? Your sister's, your brother's wife or something? Your brother's ex wife? Oh, why? Be careful with Is he? Be careful with a, a Hulk. Really? Didn't the Hulk like marry his brother's? Sister, or not his brother's sister. Why his brother's brother sister? Wouldn't that be his sister? Wouldn't that be his sister? Too? Was a half, let's say it was a half brother, right? Are you talking about his brother in law? Oh, no, no, no. If, 
It was his like brother's daughter or something, like his cousin's nah, daughter. You're tripping. Yeah, dude. You didn't see that? I didn't see it. I didn't hear about it. Maybe it's something I knew. Oh, no. some scandal. Let me find it, dude. I don't know. I, I don't think there's. Cool. I don't think there's no bigger scandal than, um, the Argentino that cucked his best friend and <laughs> stole his wife and kids and tattooed them on himself. And then, and then now he's like cheating on her with somebody else. Uh, I remember that kid. I remember seeing that player as a kid. He was like. He was under 15. He was at River Plate. Um, what was he on this he got, got really Icardi. huge. He got like... Huh? Icardi. No, but the other guy. The other guy. Oh, uh, I forgot his name. He was married with him. He had like two kids with the girl that Icardi took. He was mm-hmm. his wife. He ended up in Barcelona. He was like six foot five. Was huge, dude. All right, I got it. Hulk married his the niece of his ex-wife. Oh, I remember that. He did do that. <laughs> That's crazy. He was, he was in China with him. He was in love. He was love. They have a kid now. Oh, they had a kid? Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> Hulk, Hulk smash. <laughs> Wait, so what would that be to her then? If your sobrina had a uncle, like he's oh he's my her cousin, puppy tío, 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 puppy tío, dude, like no. How do you how do you explain that to your kid? It's Brazil, dude. I'm sure it happens a lot. We got some Ronaldinho looking dudes. I will say it's probably there's that's probably their secrets. They're good soccer, you know. Yeah, keep it in the family, dude. Like, you know, the secret is to keep it in the family. I know Neymar is especially close with his sister. A little bit too close. He's, like, skipped training and skipped matches for her. So, I don't know, man. Anyways, we got really off topic there. Uh, Mexico versus Chile tomorrow in Austin. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm excited to be there. Make sure on Twitter that you all, all our listeners just uh, tweet at us. Let us know uh, what player you want you want us to cover. I know for me, I definitely want to see if Marcelo Flores lives up to the hype. I'll definitely be snapping his photo. And uh, who else is on that list? Probably Acevedo. Um, oh, God damn. I can see why Hope did what he did. yeah she's really pretty man all right i'm sorry Jaime. i'm sorry (laughs) it must be she must be pretty bad because you guys are super sidetracked (laughs) (laughs) is her name camila yes Ah, okay. Dude, it's like straight up Beauty and the Beast, man. That guy is pretty ugly. He has the heart of gold, though. But, you know, it is Brazil, man, like you mentioned. 
They'll do anything to get out of the favelas. She don't look like she is, she was in no favela though. Yeah, the favela does look pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, it's close to midnight over here in Austin. Very excited for tomorrow's match. Um, what time is the game, Jaime? So the game will be at nine o'clock. Uh, that's over here. So West Coast would be seven o'clock. Yeah. Good, good. I'll be watching. It'll be fun just to see some of these guys. Uh, like you said, I'm also I wouldn't. I wouldn't put any high expectations. Just to see what, what they do. You know, what players look good, or sometimes what players link up. You know, every now and then you get players that work well together. And we didn't really talk much about Acevedo. Uh, did he did he went to um Bayern, right? He's supposed to I, I think he was official. Um I don't know, it hasn't been unveiled yet, but I mean it's pretty much unofficially official. Oh <laughs> I I seen in this now from transfer market. It just says two sign. Wait, what? No, They're saying on. that it's not true. Absolutely. Yeah. Nonsense. Oh no. They're denying it. So. Uh, reports out of Mexico suggest that Bayer Leverkusen will sign goalkeeper Carlos Acevedo. Fox Sports was the first to report about. Leverkusen's interest in the Santos Laguna's goalkeeper. Um, local outlet not only confirmed the story, but reported that the deal was now in place. The re those reports, however, have been shut down by Bayer Leverkusen sporting director Simon Rofles on Sunday. Wow. The rumors about us signing Acevedo are nonsense. <laughs> oh, no. Why do they do this? Everyone ran. Everyone ran with it. Um, and there was some. Uh, there's some people that have some pretty good credibility, and uh, unless the deal fell through, you know. Yeah, I don't unless know. Unless it fell through, and you'll say it's nonsense, just so that. I don't. I for me, like, especially in Germany, like number one, you know how hard it is for a goalkeeper to make it abroad. Um, cause most teams are not willing to give up a foreigner spot and you know, oh. in the goalkeeping position. Cause they rather just have, you know, a domestic player and Germany has a lot of great goalkeepers. Um, so, you know, for me, it's like, why, you know, I doubt that he would, that, that, you know, for me, it didn't make sense, but it, everyone kept saying it was official that, so I just ran with it, but man. You know, it's the same rumor about uh, Antuna and, and Cordova. Uh, you know, it's it's not going to go through. And uh, it makes me wonder if it was even true to begin with. In the modern day of, of football, you know, nowadays the agent, in order to get a better contract or, you know, get a commission, they'll start 
you know, reaching out to the press and start fabricating these rumors in order to put pressure on the club so they get a better deal. So, I mean, I don't know if that was the case with Sebastian Cordova and Antuna. Um, I know Carlos Acevedo recently just renewed his contract with Santos. So these rumors just don't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, that happens a lot. You know, we see it with Chivas all the time. And it's, 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 sometimes it's fun, but the Acevedo one, there was too many, like I said, a couple of reputable already talking about it. Because they jumped the gun. I wonder so if, they, they, you know, coincidentally, he gets called up for this match tomorrow. Do you think that was what it, you know, they just tried to hype him up just so thought that would be like, okay, all right, fine. I'll see what this kid's about. Because there was rumors about him oh, joining Chivas, and then now there's this rumor about Leverkusen, he, and then all of a sudden he, he, gets, was, he gets called up. Was, was it last season or the one before? He was, like, rated as one of the best or the best goalkeepers. He's been putting solid performances now, um, you know. No, yeah, he has. So I don't think... I don't think it's that. I don't think it was that. I just, I do think that there could have been something there and maybe the deal fell through. Um, so they they kind of have to deny it because then, you know, just, just other teams might figure out, oh, they need, a, you know, do they need a keeper? Because I know they have a solid keeper. So the thing was, if he went to Germany, to Bayern, uh, Leverkusen, they, it would have been a suplente and not as the starting goalkeeper. Correct. But at the same time, you know, if you're bringing in a player of like Casevedo caliber, um, it would be because your main keeper, who who's their captain, by the way, maybe you're thinking he might be leaving in a year or two. So you're already trying to have his replacement in order. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going on? I I feel there was some some level of truth. Well, I'll promise you guys tomorrow if there's any opportunity for me to get an interview with him, I'll ask him straight up and see, hey, what the fuck's going on with your? <laughs> He's not gonna say shit. You're <laughs> gonna be like, where you reached out? I'll be like, yo, yo, off the record. Is this is this? All right, off the record. Well, <laughs> recording. <laughs> Between me, you, and this fence post, you know, what's what's going on, man? Nah, for yeah. sure. All right, guys, any any closing thoughts before we put a bow tie on this episode? Pinkies, closing, closing thoughts? Todos somos Atlas. <laughs> I don't know. That's true, man. There's a lot of a lot of people that don't want Atlas to win. Yeah. No, good, good show, man. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for inviting you. <laughs> thanks for inviting me. I'm, I'm just glad you're you're back after uh, being gone. Yeah, it's like a month long, two month hiatus. Sabbatical. Maybe three, three months. It's been a while. Just yeah, I've been retired. Busy. Been busy, retired. Came back out of don't have my internet up for about the running yet, but we'll have it up soon. 
oh, that's what's going on. Your new place doesn't have internets. You're trying to get what? Google Fiber? What are you trying to get in there? I got to get HughesNet. Ah. Yikes. No, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm making an odd excuse. My internet's not working. Well, any uh, closing thoughts? Uh, no, not really. But I think it'll be, it could be historical for Atlas, their big second, uh, you know, if they win. But put that, put that big, big, and their drought, their like, almost 80 year drought. So it's going to be interesting to see that, to see what happens. And I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, um, if they win and things start looking up, if Grupo Legi can replicate with Atlas what they did with Santos, I do feel that that's going to become their their main team and Santos is going to take the back seat. Uh, we talked about it before, how Iradagori, his focus is to go to Europe. And uh, even if it takes him, what, 10 years or whatever, 10 more years, I should say, you know, but I do think he'll probably try to, you know, um, get to a club's World Cup and all that. But I, I do feel he'll, he'll he could use Atlas as a springboard and then kind of, kind of make his move somewhere down the line. So we could be looking at. I'm not gonna say dynasty, but like you know, uh, an Atlas that's gonna be more imposing. And so Chivarmano should worry a bit there, you know. The next door neighbor now is it's no longer that pushover. The noisy neighbor, they're getting noisy right now. For me, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know there is that rivalry between Atlas and Chivas, but at the end of the day, it's still Estadio Jalisco. It's still La Ciudad de Guadalajara, and I'd rather it go there than to Guanajuato. So uh, I'm rooting for Atlas, maybe. By doing that, I end up cursing them. But it's been 70 years. I think it's time the fans ate, you know. The curse of of the Bambino was lifted. Uh, the the curse of the Billy Goat for the Chicago Cubs has been lifted. Um, you got Cruz Azul yeah. with, the, with the monkey off their back. And, and I think this is the final one. Uh, you know, if Atlas were to pull this off, I think it would be great for the city of Guadalajara. Um, what I can yeah. tell you is tomorrow there is going to be, we're, we're being blessed by the football gods. We have Bayer, uh, Bayern Munich going up against, uh, Barcelona. And we all know that, uh, Lewandowski was sort of cheated out of a Ballon de Oro. And you just know that tomorrow he's just going to go off on Barcelona. And then you have makeovers Chile. And then the next day on Thursday, we have the, uh, the first leg of the, Liga MX final between Leon and Atlas. So we, we have been yeah, blessed by the football gods this week. As we have. Good week to watch football. Uh, for all the listeners that will be listening to this uh, throughout the week, just want to apologize for the sound quality and the <laughs> the fire alarm that uh, set everybody off. Um, but want to thank everyone for their ongoing support. Tomorrow, Cantina MX will be on the field for the Chile versus Mexico match. Yeah, if you see if you see us out there, just say hello. Thank you, everyone, and have a great night.